Josh Pather was just a few months into his photo booth rental side hustle when a sudden job loss prompted him to take the business full time. Before long, they had more business than they could handle, and today, Josh runs a booming seven-figure business doing upwards of 850 events a year. Let's hear how he started his rental side hustle and what advice he has for other entrepreneurs who want to follow a similar path to financial freedom. After work, I would come home, keep working on the website, really sharpening my skills, just taking a step back and figuring out, hey, what skills do I need to grow this business? Yeah, a lot of people miss out the opportunity to capture what's happening. And even if you have to hire somebody, but make sure to capture what you're doing because what you're doing helps you sell to the next person. If you do have, you know, a small office, we went from like my house to storage units, you know, then you're looking at about 50, 45% profit margin range. Whatever it is you want to do, whether it was a photo booth business or something else, if you want to go and chase your dreams and make it happen, there's no better place on earth to do that than right here, but you do have to put in the work. I'm your host, Alex Freeman, and this is the Upflip Podcast, where we get to unravel how great businesses are built, how they are run behind the scenes, and how their success can be replicated. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you for having me. So when and how did you start the photo booth rental business, and what kind of drew you to this niche as a side hustle? So I was working a corporate job. This was back uh, about 2012, and I was working with somebody that was a wedding DJ, so I was actually doing some side gigs with him. I was his roadie. And eventually I bought my own DJ equipment and started doing events myself. So when you go to weddings and you do events, it's a lot of preparation. You have to prepare for the first dance, the father-daughter dance, and it's a lot of work to move the equipment. So at these events, I started seeing photo booths pop up and I'm like, hey, that may seem like a cool thing to add on to what I'm offering. It became eventually the thing that I did full-time. It was a lot easier to do than being a wedding DJ. We made pretty much the same amount of money. It was a lot easier. I could get there after the event started and I leave before the event ended. So that's what kind of drew me towards the photo booth business. Talk to us about the transition from doing it kind of part-time as the side hustle into being the full-time business. What kind of led you to go full-time and what precipitated the transition? Yeah, so I had a nice job. At the time, I was actually working at Experian Credit Bureau and at 401k, had health insurance. I was like, hey, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to have a side hustle. So we started the photo booth business. The first couple of months were great. We were posting ads on Craigslist. And back then there was no like Facebook marketplace or very limited options back then. So you just had to hustle, you know, print out flyers, go meet people, talk to people. So I went to work one day and they came in and said, hey, we're moving this entire department overseas. You can either take an entry level position or you can take a severance package. So I took that as a sign. I said, hey, there was ever a time in my life, you know, I didn't have kids at the time. And it was a good moment. I was like, hey, let me just try this. Let me just, if it doesn't work out, I can always go find another job. So I went full-time with it. And the first year we ended up doing over six figures. And, you know, we doubled every year since then and became one of the biggest photo booth rental companies in Dallas. What advice can you offer for someone who is maybe sitting in a nine to five right now and considering making the pivot to being a full-time business owner? I would say definitely take a step back and evaluate. Are you happy there? A lot of people stay at jobs because of benefits. Nowadays, a lot of people get to work from home. You know, 10 years ago, this wasn't a thing. A lot of our customers, you know, they have a good job where they can work from home. They have a lot of flexibility and maybe, hey, maybe it's, it's a good thing to keep your job, but at some point you're going to want to decide like, hey, I want to go full time with this thing. And it does, it is going to require a different version of yourself. You're going to have to learn business. You're going to have to learn accounting, taxes. These are things that you need to know in order to run a successful company. And uh, you got to see like what outcome you want your life to have, but don't just stay there because of benefits and stuff like that. Make sure that you're happy and you're doing what you want. You can spend time with your family and you have the freedom that you want. 
And what were some of those startup costs? If someone listening to this is saying, okay, maybe I want to get into this photo booth rental side hustle here. What are some of those kind of main expenses that they should be planning for? Yeah, definitely. So here at Photo Booth International, we recommend starting off with the $5,000 photo booth. It's our Chloe photo booth that we have. It comes with the photo booth itself and you can upgrade for another $1,000 extra to include a printer. So about $6,000 for the photo booth and the printer. And then I would say another $1,000 or so to get your website, your logo, your LLC set up. Once you have that set up, it's simply just getting on social media, running some Facebook ads and Instagram ads, which are super easy. And you can literally do it in a matter of 10 clicks on Instagram by boosting it in your local area. So you can be up and running fairly quickly. Now, can you compare that to us for the revenue expectations that somebody should be having? Like how much revenue were you looking at in those first few months operating as a side hustle? As a side hustle, I'll tell you anywhere between like 3000 and 5000 We were aggressive with it. I mean, we weren't happy at our jobs and our goal was to leave our jobs, you know, go full time. And so we were going after it. We were attending the trade shows, the expos. We were calling the venues. We were partnering with venues and we were putting, you know, our best foot forward, if you will. So it really just depends on how much time people want to dedicate to it. Some people are happy just doing, you know, one event every weekend keeping their full-time job. But uh, I would say three to 5,000 you know, a month. If you're going full-time, 10 to 20,000 a month is easy to do full-time. I'm sure that like most new business owners, when you were first starting, you made some mistakes along the way. What would you describe as kind of the biggest mistake and what did you end up learning from it? That's the thing that keeps me going to help people. We made a ton of mistakes. We were paving the path. You know, 10 years ago, there was nobody like myself on YouTube or, or anyone that was actually teaching about the photo booth business. So we had to figure it out on our own. We were taking advice from the wrong people. So I would say some of the biggest mistakes for me was definitely accounting. We came into the business like, I just want to do the fun part of business and I don't want to do the boring part. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, may have that kind of mindset, but not knowing accounting, like your profit and loss statements, your balance sheets, your business credit. I think that you can easily go online, take a quick course and get familiar with that. So you understand if you go in it with the mindset, like, Hey, my accountant handles that, or he's paying my taxes, or I don't need to collect sales tax. It's very dangerous, especially when you go down the road as your business is growing. Most of the time, if you don't face those things head on early, you have to deal with them again down the line. Listeners, there are a ton of great side hustles out there. If you're looking for more, check out the Uplift blog post, 44 Best Side Hustle Ideas to Find the Best One for Your Life, Skills, and Interests. The link is in the show notes. Josh, you mentioned that one of the things that kind of led you towards the photo booth business was your time as a DJ and kind of seeing these photo booths start to appear. Did you do any other planning or market research before you decided to start the photo booth side of the business? I felt like the planning and research was me already being at events. Now, most people coming into the first time doing events, it's probably not going to be the same. So as far as planning and marketing, I mean, market research, you definitely want to look at the population of your city. You want to see how many event venues they are, how many hotels, and you can even reach out to some of them and just inquire like, hey, how many more dates do you have open for the rest of the year? Some of them may tell you, oh, we're fully booked the rest of the year. So that's always a good sign. Like, hey, it's a healthy environment. There's enough events that are going on. Photo boots have become a staple at almost any type of event. So, you know, as long as you have the venues there to host them, I think you're going to be in good shape. Is there anything that you maybe didn't plan for, but wish you had looking back? (laughs) I didn't plan on, I think hiring, hiring is always a big one. We we were hiring a lot of friends and family, friends and family. It always, you know, it gets a little dicey. So I would say as much as it feels good to hire friends and family, don't do it. You know, always take the emotion out of it because I was very strict the way I ran my business. I wanted 
to always over deliver to the customer and make sure they had a great experience. And when you have friends and family, it's hard to hold them accountable to those standards. Can you talk us through kind of what your work week looked like when the photo booth business was a side hustle? So you still have the nine to five, you had the photo booth company as a side hustle. What did that mean for your kind of typical work week? Yeah. So I would get to work about nine o'clock. And luckily the position that I, I was in when I started, I did have full internet access at my desk and I was working with business clients like cars, dealerships, and banks. And so during the day, I would have about four different Craigslist accounts and I would go on there and post across all four Craigslist accounts and sign up for any new websites that were available for my business to be promoted on. So I was doing that while I was working. Sometimes I would step out in the hallway and take a phone call. So after work, I would come home, keep working on the website, really sharpening my skills just taking a step back and figuring out, hey, what skills do I need to grow this business? And I chose to double down on learning marketing and that's you know paid off. That'll stay with you the rest of your career as an entrepreneur. And how did you go about growing this business without burning yourself out? Like what time management tips can you offer for people trying to work nine to five and have a successful side hustle? It's definitely a challenge because we were working almost seven days a week. If you have your full-time job Monday to Friday and you got you know, maybe a baby shower during the day on Saturday, and then you have a wedding at night. And then Sunday, you're doing a trade show because most of the wedding expos or the quinsay expos would happen on a Sunday. So we're, we're pretty much gunning for seven days a week. As far as time management, to be honest, I wasn't good at it. You know, back then I didn't neglect my health. I was just so focused on making the business work. But at the same time, if I were to do it again, I would have definitely prioritized getting my health, making sure that I'm spending time, you know, working out, because that also does have a direct correlation with running a business. And aside from the time commitment, what is the biggest difference between running a side hustle and running a full-time business? I would say the the full-time business, it's definitely, everything's on you. You're burning the ships. There's no turning back. There's no consistent paycheck coming in. There were times where we couldn't take a paycheck, but you know we managed to pay the employees. So you definitely got to make every minute count during the day. Make sure that you're focusing on the right things. You're not spending time on social media, making sure that what you're doing is directly going towards growing your business. What advice might you give someone who's sitting there thinking about starting a side hustle, but isn't quite sure if it's the right move for them? I definitely say there's a lot of side hustles out there. For me, it's like, hey, what can I get the best return on without obviously being in the sun all day? I know, you know, some of my friends do car detailing and I'm in Texas, so it's super hot out. In the summertime, you know, I like events because it's fun. It's it's easy. It's inside. Everybody's in a good mood. You can do it on the night and weekends and definitely consider all of those startup costs, the return, the competition. I wouldn't really say put too much emphasis on the competition because at the end of the day, your business is unique to who you are as a person and a business owner. And if you can deliver a better service, people are willing to pay for that. Talk to me about the target market for the photo booth business. You've mentioned that like photo booths are becoming a staple at like most types of events. So is there a specific market or audience that you focus on or how does that kind of work from a marketing and customer acquisition perspective? So initially when we started, we were doing any type of event. I mean, it could be a backyard barbecue, it could be a baby shower, it could be a wedding. And that's kind of how we grew to doing over 800 events a year. After we did that massive year, we were like super burnt out and we say, hey, we're going to take a step back here, figure out, let's do less events let's charge more let's be more selective about which type of events we want to go after. At that time, we had a company reach out to us called 
poopery and make the bathroom sprays. They had an idea to have our photo booth at one of their trade shows. So they hired us for three days in the Dallas Convention Center. It was, I think, about a $15,000 event. And we branded the photo booth. We were there like 12 hours a day. It pulled in a ton of traffic into their trade show space. And they were able to collect thousands of email addresses. Once we saw that concept, I made a YouTube video about it and we were doing a lot of pitches. So we were actually walking around the trade show pitching this service that we were there doing to other companies because most of the companies who do trade shows, they do multiple trade shows across the nation. And so we were successful in getting a few more customers like that. And that became a big focus for us. So we were doing, I'd say about 40% private events and then 60% corporate events across the nation. So what advice do you have for making those connections and networking and acquiring those kind of corporate customers? Is it walking around the trade shows when you're there doing it and networking that way? Or is there, now that you're in it, is there kind of a maybe a more efficient way that you're doing it? You know, for us, thankfully, Poopery reached out to us at the time. We had a good online presence. They felt like we were the right partners for them. If you're just getting started off, you definitely want to make sure your website online presence is on point. You can go onto LinkedIn and you can look for the right title of people, event manager, event coordinator for these companies and definitely add them, communicate with them that way. You can also attend the trade shows yourself, try to approach them at the trade show and offer the service. But make sure when you do that, you have an iPad or video because it is a different concept. Not everybody may understand it right away. And so you want to definitely visually communicate, hey, if you have this photo booth here, it's going to increase the amount of traffic that comes into your booth, which is going to directly correlate to an increase in leads and sales. And so make sure you're conveying that message to them. They understand, you know, just talk to them, but you do have to go out there. It's, it's a little bit more work, but if you get one customer out of it, they're definitely going to book you for multiple trade shows, you know, across the nation. What do you do as a new photo booth rental business to kind of land those crucial early customers before you have the track record or the support materials that you're referencing to kind of like have proof of concept to the business? So I would say the first thing, and we teach a lot of this as well to our customers, we tell them, hey, make sure. So when you buy a photo booth from us, we provide them with photos and videos with their package. So set up your website. You definitely got to have a website, a nice Instagram. And then once you do that, reach out to the venues and offer the venues to do a video tour. So create a YouTube channel, offer the venues to do a video tour. So introduce yourself and say, hey, my name is Josh from Josh's Photo Booth. I'd like to feature you on my YouTube channel. I'm going to come out to your venue and do a, a tour of the venue. So go out there, do the tour, get to know the venue person, maybe strike up a conversation, maybe take them some donuts or pizza. It's all about relationships. Because if you get one venue, they can give you five to 10 events a month. And if you spend time working on that, it's not really going to cost you too much to do that. I think that's the best strategy to, to get started. Even offer them a free event. Sometimes the venues do have open houses where they allow all their vendors to come in and all the people who are looking to hire the venue come in as well and they can meet the vendors. So there's a lot of opportunity there. I think that would be the most easiest cost-effective way and provide you with a lot of leads. So this is going to bring us to a section of the show that we call our Fan Blitz questions. These questions come from our YouTube community. You can go to youtube.com slash upflip, join the community and pose questions to future podcast guests. Josh, we've got about six questions here. We're going to try and get through in about 90 seconds. Are you ready? Yes, let's go. All right. First one from Bashir. What equipment and props do you use in your photo booth? 
So we use a Canon for the camera and flash. I can't remember the name of the flash, but as far as the props go, we use darkroom booth software. The props, we get them from kingprops.com. Super high quality. You want to spend more on the props because people take them. Scale Labs is asking, what are the qualities you look for when hiring your staff? How did you make sure they didn't quit after the first year after they learn everything? So we were hiring a lot of college students. They have a lot of free time. They want to make some money. They want something that's a little bit easy and not too hard. They're really focused on their school and they're not out partying. So I would recommend starting at colleges. Kyle's Weird wants to know, what do you do to stand out in an oversaturated location? I would make sure that you show yourself. As I mentioned before, being a business owner, you need to be inside your videos. A lot of people are posting the same photos and same videos and stock photos. You have to be in the videos and you have to convince your customer that you're the best option for them. Insazer is asking, what was your marketing strategy in the beginning up until this point in time? We've talked about it a little bit. So if you want to just give us a little quick recap, that'd be great. Yeah. In the beginning, we were using Craigslist. Nowadays, I would say Thumbtack, Bark, Wedding Wire, The Knot, Yelp, and then Instagram. I mean, Instagram is super easy to get on and to run an ad on there. IMAT Black wants to know, is the software user-friendly or do you need somebody on standby to help press buttons for grandma? So without photo boots, uh, we recommend having someone there the whole time because you're really monitoring the crowd. Sometimes if there's alcohol or liquor, people get wild. The photos are digital and printed. So we recommend having someone there, although we do have an iPad option that can be dropped off. And one last question from IMAP Black as well. Who services or repairs the booth equipment should anything happen? So if you purchase from us, it's going to come with a one-year warranty, and that's going to cover anything that happens. And after that, we do have extended warranties. You can always call us, and we'll be able to assist you with that. That will do it for our Fan Blitz questions. Listeners, if you're a return listener and you like the show, we only ask that you help us spread the word by rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast so we can help more entrepreneurs to start more businesses, make more money, and create more success. Takes just five seconds to rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, so please add your rating, help other entrepreneurs discover these episodes, and potentially change their lives for the better. Josh, I want to talk about some of that lead generation as well. You kind of rattled off a couple of websites that are good spots for the photo booth business to be. What are kind of those most effective lead generation strategies for you? So the most effective lead generation strategies now, this wasn't around whenever we got started, but as far as now is Facebook lead ads. So there's a specific type of ad that you can set up on Facebook. It's called a lead ad. You can simply upload a photo. You can target the location. You can target the demographic. So for those of you who are in the photo booth industry or want to get into it, you would target 20 to 30 miles around your location. The demographic would be men and women, 25 to 55. Then you would upload a picture, a nice video, nice pictures off your photo booth. And then the questions that you would want to get, name, email, phone number, Inside the ad, you want to say, hey, our photo booth packages start at and put your starting price on there. You always want to pre-frame them so that they know ahead of time, like, hey, if your packages start off at 500 and say, hey, you know, have our photo booth at your next event, the package starts off at $500. If someone sees that ad, they can just click it. Facebook will automatically populate their name, email, and phone number. And then you can use Zapier to send yourself a text message and then you call the lead right away. So we've been able to get leads between 5 to $15 across the country and super effective to get leads. And once you have those leads, how are you then converting them into sales? Can you talk us through the lead funnel and how you follow up? 
Yeah, sure. So when you purchase a photo booth with us, you get access to PBI CRM. It's a CRM tool that helps you manage and book events. So we recommend using some kind of CRM, putting your leads into the CRM, and then setting up a follow-up email sequence. Now you can do that through the CRM, or you can use tools like MailChimp. It's free. People can set that up. Create a seven-day, 14-day follow-up email sequence. That's going to automatically send them an email either every other day or every day, but provide value to them. So some of the emails could look like, hey, these are the top 10 venues that are popular in Dallas, or these are the recommended caterers, or these are the most popular wedding dates. So provide value. Don't just always be asking for the sale. And then obviously phone call, text message, and then video follow-up. We love to send video follow-ups to our customers. We use an app called loom.com. Shoot a quick video, say, hey, thank you for reaching out. I'm looking forward to being at your event. Going to give you a link. Boom, you text that over to them. They'll get the video right away. And then it just builds a lot of rapport and shows you that you're going to be different from all the other vendors. So 5 to $15 per lead from Facebook lead ads. Where else are you spending on advertising and kind of how much overall is your marketing budget in a typical month? For our rental side, we spend about 1500 a month on the rental department. I would say the other platform to look at is going to be Google ads. You know, people actually searching like, Hey, photo booth rental near me. So it's going to be a little bit higher quality lead, but it is a little bit more expensive. So I recommend to also take a look at Google ads. You've talked about the importance of the online presence for the photo booth business, but what is your best advice for building that presence as a new business? Nowadays, the best advice, and this is one of my biggest regrets that I didn't do, I would recommend starting a YouTube channel right away. People love to follow the journey from the beginning. And it's something that I didn't do back in the day because I I didn't think it was ever going to be this big. So I would recommend start vlogging from day one. From the moment you order your photo booth, take out your phone and say, hey guys, my name is so-and-so and I'm starting this photo booth business in this city and just start documenting the journey. Once you start building that up, that trust with people, it really goes a long way. And you can use your titles and your videos like photo booth rental, you know, Dallas, we're in Dallas. YouTube is a number two search engine. I think it's underutilized. A lot of people are scared to be on camera, but that just creates a lot of opportunity for those who really want to make it big. How seasonal is the photo booth rental business? So I would say summertime is probably the slowest. Yeah. So in the beginning of the year, you have January, you do have some winter weddings in March and gets pretty busy all the way through like graduation is super busy. Then summertime, everybody's kind of on vacation. And then as the weather starts cooling down, the events start picking back up. December holiday parties are massive. One December, we did over 80 events. Almost every corporate company has a holiday party and they want a photo booth there. So there's definitely a lot of business to be had. And then New Year's is a big one. What are you doing during the slower periods to kind of keep the business growing? So I like to take that time to focus on my skill set. Hey, what areas of the business do we need to improve on? Is it the marketing? Do we need to learn Facebook ads? Do we need to improve our website? Do we need to improve the software? So I like to take that time to focus on skills. I wouldn't say there's there's much you can do unless you know you start renting out jump houses or tables and chairs, but take that time to focus and Maybe there's an area of business that, you know, is it accounting? Do you need to learn payroll, taxes, sales tax, that kind of stuff. Can you talk us through what the target profit margins should be for a photo booth business? What should they be looking at being able to call profit? So it depends on if they're operating from the house or they have any overhead. Most people, if they're operating, you know, with a single photo booth from their house, they can look at about 60, 65% profit margins. If you do have, you know, a small office, we went from like my house to storage units, you know, then you're looking at about 50, 45% profit margin range. And can you talk us through those ongoing expenses that a photo booth business should be planning for? 
Yeah, ongoing is definitely going to be uh, business insurance and then any marketing expenses that you have, email, CRM, software. Then if you have a storage unit or any overhead, you know, rental and then vehicle expenses. So if using a personal vehicle or a company vehicle, your gas, your insurance on that, that's pretty much it. What were some of the key factors that drove your own revenue growth? When people went to our website, they knew exactly what we offered. We clearly laid out all of our services on our homepage. So when you went there, people could get confetti cannons. They could get a DJ and a photo wood package. They could get uplighting. They could get a fog machine. And then we had different types of photo booth setups. So we had like a VIP package with a red carpet. We had a branded photo booth. We had a green screen photo booth. When you have people's attention, you have it for a few seconds. And being able to visually communicate all these services with them really allowed them to be like, okay, wow, I didn't even think about this. Yeah, let me, instead of just getting a photo booth now, let me get the confetti cannon when I walk in, you know, the bride and groom walks in, boom, you got a confetti cannon. You just push a button and you made $500 doing that. Uplighting on the light up the room, you know, that's an extra $1,000. So you take that $500 booking originally and you turn it into a $2,000 event. What's the most number of events that you've ever done in a single day? So the most number of events we've done in a single day was is a Target Grand. They remodeled many Target stores here in the Dallas area. And we did about eight Target stores at the same time. Wow. So it was super stressful, but you know we had a really good staff at the time and everything went really smoothly. And the Target was great to work with. And of course, I was going around taking a, a lot of video to capture like, hey, what was happening and what we were doing so that we can always sell that to the next customer. Yeah, a lot of people miss out the opportunity to capture what's happening. And even if you have to hire somebody, but make sure to capture what you're doing because what you're doing helps you sell to the next person. That's really great advice. And I'm, I'm curious about the specific challenges of doing multiple events at the same time. So like, how did you navigate that as a company? And what systems did you set up to be able to navigate those challenges? Yeah. So back then we didn't have a, like one CRM to do everything. We we're using a lot of separate apps to make it all work. So the target event was on Saturday during the day. Preparation started that Monday. So on, on a Monday, you would want to come in, test all the photo boots, clean them up, do any updates that's needed, make sure we have ink and paper and we have props and just run a heavy test on them and then start reaching out to the staff, make sure all the staff know exactly where they need to go. And then we would print out itinerary for each event, which included the contact person, the address, the location, the setup time, the details of the setup, the power location, and emergency contact. So we would have all of that printed out. That would be taped on the individual photo booth. We'd have to make sure that the company vehicles were gassed up, ready to go, air in the tires. And this is a lot of preparation. So I would say to have a successful events business, it all comes down to preparation. Most of the time when I see people having issues, they wait till Friday night or they wait till Thursday to start prepping. If you're having a successful business, the preparation starts on Monday. So we would have all the Boots ready. We would have the itineraries taped to the boots and then we would stay in constant communication. So that's really the key. In my experience, when people stop responding, that's really when you're going to have some problems and you want to make sure that you know as soon as possible if there's a problem or a potential problem that can happen. So obviously, you know, doing multiple events on the same day in different locations absolutely necessitates having a team. But at what point did you start hiring employees and bringing in the rest of the team? And what were those first roles you hired into? 
We decided to do that whenever we were having multiple people call to book at the same day. So typically the first, I remember clearly the first two weeks in December, it's usually there's so many corporate events that are happening. And so we would get a phone call in people like, Hey, we're looking to get a photo booth for our corporate event. And you know, it's December 6th or December 5th, just that first Saturday in, in December. And so we're like, Hey, we're already booked. And so after you take so many phone calls like that, you have to make a decision like, okay, do I want to keep wasting money or do I want to go get get another photo booth and hire someone and keep this thing going. So that was the decision for us. We're like, hey, I think it's time. Let's go ahead and do it. And so if someone's operating as a side hustle, perhaps the decision just becomes how much money am I leaving on the table by not having employees? But is it something that they could operate as a solo owner operator? They could. Yeah, definitely. You could get a different type of booth that like the iPad booth that we offer that doesn't really require someone to be there. That could be dropped off, but you want to provide a good experience for the customer and to have a good experience. It's recommended that you always have an attendant there. A lot of companies are also dealing with both hiring and retention issues in their businesses. What's been your experience and what advice can you offer to find and hire reliable employees? We hired a lot of college students and we found that they work out really well. This kind of fits in with what they're doing. It doesn't take up too much of their time and they could easily you know, make some money. Staying in contact with them, being clear upfront about the expectations. Hey, this is what we do. This is our company here. This is how the photo booth works. Making sure that they understand clearly what time they need to get there. If the event starts at seven, then you need to be there by you know six o'clock at least and with one hour to spare. Because within one hour, if something works, to go wrong, it could definitely be addressed right away. And I think being upfront with them. Now, this stage in the photo booth industry, there's a lot more people who have worked as attendants. So there's already a pool of people that are already trained and, and know about events. I think 10 years ago, it was fairly new, but I've seen people now that have applied with us and say, hey, I've, I've been an attendant before and I want to buy a photo booth or you know, I, I want to work an event. What's been your lowest point as a business owner so far and how'd you push through it? I would say my lowest point was when I split up with my business partner at the time. We started off together and it's hard to have a business partner. We have different ways we operate and different goals. We separated. It was a little bit of a nasty separation and we had to purchase his shares out. So I had to learn how to do a stock purchase. So I would say that would be my lowest point. So if you are doing this with with a business partner, set up your expectations clearly up front and clearly define if this does not work out, what does it look like if we were to part ways? I think we went into it without thinking that we were going to be partners forever and it was a big mistake. And so I would say to anyone, if, if you're considering doing this with someone else, make sure you know the outcomes, every outcome, even if it's a bad one. What sacrifices have you made to grow the business to where it is today? We gave up a lot of weekends, a lot of weekends, a lot of, you know, missing out birthday parties and events and going out, drinking, that kind of stuff with friends. You know, when we were younger, our friends would be like, oh, well, you know, they're going to be working. So we're not even going to invite them anymore. So there's definitely a, you know, a small sacrifice there. But with anything that you build, anything great, there's always going to be sacrifice. If you study any of the greats, you'll see 10 years of sacrifice behind them. So we knew the outcome and we knew the dream and we knew what sacrifices it took and we were willing to make it happen. So as you look back, it's been worth it. Definitely been worth it. I'll do it again. What's the ultimate vision for the business? Our ultimate vision is to provide a photo booth business for someone who has never had a business before and give them everything that they need to be successful. What do you think the value of having that big picture vision is as a business owner? And how is that influencing kind of the day-to-day operations of the company? 
it affects us a lot because we thrive when we see other people having success. Here at Photo Booth International, like our mission is, is to really help people. And that's the premise of everything that we do. It's not to wake up and make money. We started 10 years ago in the industry and we know what it's like to work thousands of events ourselves and not to have any direction or any blueprint to tell us what to do, when to do, how to do it. And so every day when we get you know, customers that we see them posting their successes. Hey, I made this much from this event or, you know, I've been able to leave my full-time job and, you know, do my photo booth full-time. That really keeps us flowing. And everybody here really feeds off of that energy. And we we're heavily invested in our customers and it, it keeps us going from day to day. Since you've added that kind of like coaching side of the business, what's one thing that you've learned working with other business owners and how has that improved how you run your own business? Working with other people, for me, it was learning how they learn. I learned very differently. If you give me a piece of information, I can go execute on it right away. And not everybody's like that. And that's okay. And uh, people learn in a different way. So I had to learn myself. Hey, I need to present it to them in this fashion. Hey, step one, you set up your LLC. Step two, get your tax ID. Step three, get your bank account. And so that was the biggest change for me that I had to learn. Like, hey, how can I relate to people that learn in a different way? If you could pick the one thing that listeners take away from this interview, what would it be? I would say I came to America with two bags in 2001. Our family moved here for a better life and I've been able to create something successful. And if I can do it, I had no home court advantage. I had no connections. I had no handouts. Anybody can do it. And whatever it is you want to do, whether it was a photo booth business or something else, if you want to go and chase your dreams and make it happen, there's no better place on earth to do that than right here. But you do have to put in the work and it's going to take 10 years and it may take longer. It may be shorter, but you have to be willing to put in the sacrifice and you can make it happen. What's your favorite business book and why? My favorite business book is The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. It really shows you how to operate at the level you need to be successful. I think a lot of people underestimate. Sometimes my sales staff, and you give them a lead like, hey, I called the lead, she didn't answer. Okay, cool. Well, did you send them a text message? Did you send them an email? Did you send them a video? It's about doing 10 times more on what you need to do in order to get what you want. And especially when you're starting a new business, hey, you calling three venues may not be good enough. You have to call 10 venues every day and you may have to make a hundred sales calls before you get a sale. So it's really going to put you in the right mindset and brace you for starting a new business and a new venture. That's my favorite book. Josh, where can people connect with you and learn more about what you're up to and Photo Booth International? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at nextlevelJP or at photobootint. Love to help out anybody. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You know, I love speaking with entrepreneurs and yeah, good luck to everyone. That's going to do it for this episode of the Upflip Podcast. Listeners, if you like this episode, also go and listen to episode 68 of the Upflip Podcast, where we interview Nick Loper from Side Hustle Nation. The link's in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And if you are a new listener, make sure you hit that follow button to get new Upflip episodes every Monday. Josh Pather of Photo Booth International. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.